Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor Brandon Lindell, Executive Ministry Pastor at James River Church. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. And I want to preach for you uh, just for a few minutes about how to pray. You know, we've been in some, talking just recently about the basics, the basics of worship, the power of lifting our hands. Amen. You guys can sit down as well. The power of lifting our hands. Give our worship team a huge round of applause. They're fantastic. The power of shouting, the power of clapping in worship. There's power when we do what the Word of God says to do. Amen? Amen. And when you think of prayer, sometimes... Uh, People can make prayer complicated. People can make prayer like, well, I don't know what to pray or I don't know how to pray and therefore they don't pray. And that's a tragedy because when we pray, the power of God comes into our life. In fact, I thought about subtitling this message, how to pray, think bigger, all right? How to pray, think bigger. Because when the disciples come to Jesus and they say, Lord, teach us to pray. I love just the starting lines of what Jesus says to them. When he says, hey, you know what? When you pray, this is what you should say. Now, before we get into the scripture, I think it's important to note that when you pray, Jesus said, this is what you should. I said, when you pray, this is what you should say. When you pray, this is what you should say. So how do you pray? You use your mouth. You got to talk to God. You know, you can pray in your heart, but biblical prayer by and large is when you speak. I called to the Lord, the psalmist writes, and he answered. He lifted me out of all my fears. He set my feet upon the rock. He gave me a firm place to stand. I cried out to the Lord. Prayer at best is a cry. It's a call out to God, knowing that God hears you, but you got to lift your voice. Some of you, as you're learning to pray, you've never really done that. You've never really taken time to say, I'm going to talk to God. Prayer is best when it's spoken. Jesus said, when you pray, say, and look at what he says. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The first thing I want you to see is we pray to the Father. We pray to the Father. We pray like this, our Father. We pray to the Father, through the Son, by the Holy Spirit. To the Father, through the Son, through the finished work of Jesus Christ. That's how we have access to the Father. He went into the holy place, and the the veil, the Bible says, was torn in two from the holy place, separating us from the presence of God. Because of Jesus, we can go into the presence of God. Because of Jesus, we have access to the Father, which I think for every person in this room, if you are not a Christian, if you are not a follower of Jesus Christ, then your prayer life looks completely different than a believer's. Because your relationship with God is separated You don't have the relationship where you can just walk into the presence of God because you haven't given your heart to Christ. You haven't made him Lord of your life. And if that is an incentive enough to do that, then you you need to check up from the neck up. That's all I'm going to say. You need to get saved tonight. You need to say, I want that kind of relationship with God. I want to be able to go before the throne of grace and get the help I need from the Father. Jesus saved us so we can have access to the Father. He is our Father. I was thinking as 
was preparing for this message of that song. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. You split the sea so I can walk right through it. My fear was bound in perfect love. You stand with me so I can stand and say, I am a child of God, full of faith, Lord. I am a child of God. Yes, it is so. I am a child of God. Come on, let's praise the Lord. Let's praise the Lord. Let's praise the Lord. There's power when we recognize our standing with the Lord. And Jesus says prayer starts there. Prayer starts with confidence. Prayer starts with a recognition of who we are in Christ. Prayer starts with a relationship with the Father. God wants to change things in your life. God wants to use you to do the miraculous. God wants to use you to bring his kingdom to earth. But do you recognize that he wants to use you as you are because he can change you because he's a father who loves you. You're his child. He cares about you. He hears you when you pray and he's able to work in a situation, any situation that you have because he's your father. You're like, why are you yelling at me? <laughs> because you don't understand. Because you lack confidence. Because you lack boldness before the throne of grace. He's a father who loves you. He wants you to pray. He hears you when you pray. You don't have to be good enough. Jesus was good enough. That's not to say sin doesn't matter. But it was paid for on the cross of Jesus Christ. And you can start with that. God, I thank you that you saved me. That though I'm a sinner, you hear me, God. And Lord, I give all my sin to you, knowing you flow as far as the east is to the west. But you hear me because of your son, Jesus Christ. There's power when you recognize that he's your father. There's power when you give him the praise he deserves. You want to pray big prayers? Remember, who is in heaven? You know, recognizing God is in heaven, he's the king of everything. He's over everything. He's holy. The angels surround the throne and cry out over and over again, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Constantly praising, constantly worshiping, Living in the ever-present presence of God. Light comes from his throne. He is holy. When we pray, we come before a holy God. And we recognize that because we recognize that holy means that he's other. He's different. He's unique. We don't think like him. We don't have the solutions that he has. We don't think the thoughts he thinks. We wouldn't do what he does. And so we recognize 
Who am I praying to? I'm not praying to somebody who is like me. I'm praying to somebody who is greater than me. I'm praying to somebody who is holy. I'm praying to somebody who created everything that we see with the breath of his mouth. Out of nothing, he is a holy God. I love that thought. Because sometimes if we don't recognize who we're praying to, we pray small prayers. Like, God, if you can do this, Jesus is like, that's not where you start. You start with our Father. You are holy in heaven. Notice that gets your eyes off yourself. You always pray smaller prayers if they are birthed out of looking at yourself. You fix your eyes on him. You say you are holy. You are good. And I come to you as a child, recognizing only you can change this God but in your holiness and your goodness that you want to and that you will. If you want to pray big prayers, you start there, but then you move to what God cares about, and that's his kingdom. We pray for his kingdom to come. I love that because sometimes when we look at life, we can just see it solution-based. We can be like, man, if I could just fix this, you know? And, and I, when you're thinking about the Lord's Prayer, instantly it's like, how do I pray? And then I go to like, like DIY projects. I go to like how to fix things. I go to like, hey, if you need to know how to do something, you just YouTube it, right? You know, like, now that doesn't work in my house. Most recent thing I tried to fix was a shower. Went really bad. Had the plumber come twice after that but it's fixed now. <laughs> but when we come to pray to God, we're not just wanting to be solution-based for our life. We don't want to just pray small prayers that have to do with like, man, Lord, Lord, help me pass this test if you're in college, or Lord, help me help this application to go through. Now, everything is important to God, and I wouldn't want to discourage you. You can pray about everything. But if the sum of your prayer life is just in these problems that come up, you know, just every day. There's just always problems that you're praying for. But Jesus is like, no, you need to think bigger. Give us our daily bread is definitely part of the Lord's Prayer, but it doesn't start there. It starts with God is building a kingdom. God has a will. Something's happening on the earth. The pinnacle is Jesus Christ coming to the cross. Hebrews says that at the pinnacle of the ages, Christ came and died and rose again. He initiated the kingdom of God. I don't know how often you think about that. But Jesus says we need to think about that every time we pray. God, let me be a part of what you're doing on the earth. Is that a cry of your heart? God, let me be a part of what you're doing on the earth to bring people to you. Let me be a part of bringing your kingdom, your kingdom come. You know why Jesus tells us to pray for that? Because we're partnering with God to bring his kingdom to earth. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I don't know if you heard that in the stadium. God wants to partner with you to bring his kingdom to earth. Come on, somebody. What a big thought. Your kingdom come, Jesus says. Your will be done. Now, there are things that we know are God's will. It's God's will to save. 
It's God's will to deliver people. It's God's will to heal, heal people. It's God's will to free people out of depression. So why are we so often praying prayers like, God, if it's your will, I just pray, if it's your will. Now that, that may apply. There are places where that applies in your life, okay? God, if it's your will, I pray that you'd help us get this car. That may, you don't know. But there are things that Jesus paid for on the cross. And when you recognize that, you pray, your will be done. You know what Jesus is saying? God is going to put you intentionally in situations where his kingdom is not there. Oh, if it was, we wouldn't have to pray that. Where his will is not being done. If you want an example of that, think of a family, maybe this is your situation, where their child is lying to their parents and they're sneaking out and they're drinking or they're on drugs. And not only lying is going on there, but they see their kid in a downward spiral. Let your kingdom come to my child, Lord. Let your will be done in their life. Make things right, God, in their heart. Let your kingdom come to their heart. God, I pray where there's not your dominion, your dominion would step in in the name of Jesus. God, I plead the blood of Jesus over my child, and I pray your will will be done in their life. I pray your kingdom will come in their life. Do you see? It's a big prayer. Maybe your work looks nothing like the kingdom of God. Nobody serves God. Nobody loves God. Nobody's for God. God, let your kingdom come to my work. God, put your hand on my life. I pray the minute I step into work, your presence would step in there. I pray that where there's no peace in my work, your peace would step in there. Let your kingdom come to my work, Lord. Let your will be done in my work. Jesus says, that's part of our job is to say, God, we get to, through prayer, come relationally before the Father of the universe and ask that his kingdom would be initiated in a place where the enemy has dominion, where the enemy is affecting people, where the enemy is oppressing people. Lord, your kingdom come. Break the power of the enemy. Jesus Christ came, it says in John, 1 John, to destroy the works of the devil. That's our job as believers. We're little Christ. We're Christians. And that starts as we pray. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And musicians, you guys can come. On earth as it is in heaven. You know, it was kind of referenced earlier, but heaven is the litmus test for what looks like his kingdom and his will. So no one will be depressed in heaven. Praise the Lord for that. No one will be on drugs in heaven. No one will be addicted to alcohol in heaven. No one will be in a wheelchair in heaven. No one will hate God in heaven 
or think God's not for them in heaven. No one will be hurting in heaven. No one will be far from Jesus. No one will need healing in heaven. And we get to pray, God, as it is in heaven, let it be on earth. It's a big, a big prayer. As it is in heaven, let it be here. Sometimes you can find believers that are just waiting for heaven and heaven is going to be wonderful and I definitely am with them. Excited. We have a great hope that we have. We don't fear death because we get to be with Jesus in heaven. Death, where is your sting? But if that causes you to hunker down and just be like, oh, just wait, that's not Jesus' heart. His heart is you bring heaven to earth through your prayers. And tonight, every single person in this room has some place that you can think of where God's will is not being done, where heaven needs to come to earth. And God has brought that situation to your awareness, not so you can wish that it was different, but so you can pray his kingdom into existence. Not so you can just hope for the best, but you can actually bring power through prayer to that situation. Not so we can sit on the sidelines and say, God, I guess if you want to do it, but to say, God, let your will be done. God, I know this is not your will, and I pray your will would be done in the name of Jesus. And God will do it as we pray.